0: And it's even more fitting after observing what's happened this past year in America. He said, at the rate our nation is decaying, we're going to have to change our national symbol from an eagle to a vulture. And I say, how true. Uh, righteousness does not seem to be a virtue that is held in high regard at this present time. But the fact of the matter is, every generation since Adam and Eve have struggled with valuing righteousness. Thankfully, throughout history, there have been times of reviving. Nations have been founded on biblical principles, America for one, and those things have seemed to stem the tide of unrighteous activity, and they've supported, at times, righteous people. We've lived in such a time, and quite honestly, we ought to rejoice that being righteous hasn't been the result of or uh, or hasn't resulted in being scorned or mistreated uh, in our lifetime. Quite frankly, it's been uh, pretty easy to live for God. Uh, now, to expect ease of life to continue forever, quite honestly, is foolish. And the reason why is because we live in a sinful society, men bent on sin, in a sin-cursed world. And people will end up doing what's right in their own eyes. And that, had, that destroyed the world the first time when God brought a flood, and, uh, and it's going to lead to the destruction of the world again. And so we need to understand that these things, and sometimes they go in cycles pretty much. Um, now, it seems like a time of testing is coming for righteous people. And if that's true, I think it's good for us to grasp what righteous people are and what they do and what righteous people can expect from God. And that is the next subject of our study, and they're gonna, these matters of righteousness are going to be answered quite extensively in the book of Proverbs. You're going to find that if you do a study or if you do a search of the word righteous or righteousness, that there are 75 times, or 70, uh, 75 times, the words are found, 74 verses. Again, you'll find either righteous or righteousness 75 times. Now, that should stress it, that it's an important topic, but it's not really the complete picture because the words that are translated righteous or righteousness um, are found actually a number of additional times. They're translated different, with different words, or they're uh, translated in different ways. But 117 times in the book of Proverbs alone, the words translated righteous or righteousness are found in the book of Proverbs. Now, that's an amazing number. And that should, I hope, awaken you and I to the importance of the study we are about to commence with. Uh, may, may we understand, first of all, that righteousness is important to God. If he's going to talk about it that much in one book, then righteousness is important to God. It also needs to instill in us an understanding of how important it is to our lives. If God would take the time 117 times to mention this word in one book, and it ought to be important to us. Not to mention the fact that throughout Scripture, over and over, righteousness and 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 uh, and righteous being righteous is emphasized and stressed in just about every book of the Bible. So uh, let's jump into this subject because it is the next one found in Proverbs chapter ten. But I have you in Proverbs chapter two, and the reason there's a reason I have you there because. We've got to go back there in order to understand a little bit. In fact, understand, first of all, the character of righteousness. I want you to see the character of righteousness. It helps uh, for you to know that there are four different words translated righteous or righteousness in the book of Proverbs. Now, all of these words uh, are, are, in essence, saying pretty much the same thing. They have slight differences, but just like in our language, there are a number of words sometimes that mean the same thing and they can be used interchangeably. So uh, the, the same thing is true in general of the four words that are translated righteousness or, um, or, or right, righteous. Um, they all focus on being what you would expect. And that is, this is profound, right. Doing right, being right. So let me just share with you uh, the, the four different words and give you definitions. Although, uh, quite honestly, again, there there isn't a lot of distinctive difference between them. It's not as if in certain places a certain word is used because it means this, and another word is used because it means this. Uh, quite honestly, sometimes they even seem to be used uh, in the in the same verse or within a couple of verses, and they're different words. So. Uh, the first we'll, we'll mention, it means to be straight. It means to be straight. And that's found in chapter 2 and verse 7. In fact, in chapter 2, three of the words are found in different verses. Verse 7 says, he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Now, uh, the word means literally to be straight. Sometimes it's translated upright in the New in, um in the book of Proverbs. In fact, look at chapter two and verse 21. It says, for the upright, and that would be the same, the word righteous shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. So again, in the same chapter, we have uh, this word uh, translated in different ways, but it's the very same word uh, in the language. And so, uh, it means though, to be straight. And if you wanna understand it, I think in our vernacular, uh, we've used, we have use the term, well, maybe even not in our day, you don't hear it as much, but someone as straight as an arrow. I think that's a good way to describe this word, righteousness. Uh, it's someone who's, whose life is going the right direction. It's going down the right path. They are, if you would, straight as an arrow. Um, I, I, I've heard the police officers referred to as straight or straight as an arrow. And what they generally mean by that is they're not corrupt. Or they can be expected to do what's right pretty much every time. Uh, so uh, there's no corruption in this guy. All right, uh, he's going to do the things that are right. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 3, God talks about the upright man, and we don't have time to turn to probably every verse, but you can write in Proverbs 11:3 talks about the uh, man uh, that who is upright or righteous having integrity. And that's a good way then to understand what it means to be straight because integrity means to be innocent, uh, to, be, to be perfect in the sense that they're, they're complete. And that is what it means to be a man of integrity. And again, an upright man has integrity. So in, in essence, he can be counted on to do right. I, and I would say not just one time, but every time. All right, then uh, the second word, Uh, By the way, did I mention how many times? It's found 25 times in in, uh, the book of Proverbs. The second word uh, found in chapter 2 in verse 9, it says, then shalt thou understand righteousness. And this word is found only eight times, and it means to be one who is morally, legally, and naturally right. Uh, And so it means to be right. To be straight means to be right. See, profound, I know. Um, it's interesting that this word can also mean uh, equitable, fair. So we could tie that in. Uh, someone who is, has integrity, someone who is fair. These things would all be part of a righteous person. Third word, chapter 2 and verse 20, that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. Now, that word means to be just. In fact, uh, the emphasis seems to be more lawful or law-abiding, although it does carry the idea of doing right. And someone who's lawful and law-abiding is doing right, okay? Um, This word is found a majority of the time. Um, 66 verses use this word righteous, uh, that's found in chapter two and verse twenty. Um, basically, if two choices are presented for the righteous man, one would be lawful, one would be unlawful. He's going to follow the thing that is uh, lawful, that is that is correct. And then the final word, sorry, it's not found in chapter two. First mention is chapter eight and verse eighteen. We're going to come back to chapter two, so if you want to keep your place, I know it's only a couple pages. But chapter 8 and verse 18, we read, Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. You know, it's interesting here. This word is a little bit different in the sense that it's more about doing right than it is about being right. Whereas the other three words seem to emphasize what a person is, this emphasizes more what a person is. Does But it's the same basic idea. It means to do justice or to have virtue. To do justice or to have virtue. 17 verses, I'm sorry, 18 times it's mentioned 17 verses. And if you add all those together, you'll come up with 117. All right? Now, um, you say, I, I don't, well, then I gave you the wrong numbers and or you wrote them down wrong. All right. Uh, so anyway, there's not a lot more to say about these words. They're re- very closely related, and they mean somewhat the same thing. Sometimes doing a word study and just having definitions is an eye-opening experience. This isn't necessarily that. It's just trying to say that 117 times God is telling us we need to be right and do right and live right, and um, and that is going to be the focus. Now, let me share with you the second truth, Then not only the character of righteousness, what it's all about, but... I also want to just mention the choice of righteousness. Righteousness is a choice. And and there's not a lot to say about this point either. I'm really going to focus on point three and point four, which are going to take like 16 weeks. But, uh, well, probably not. Well, hopefully not that many. Uh, but uh, the next two points are going to drive home why you need righteousness. All right. But this one, like the first, kind of states the obvious. But it's something that, uh, kind of came together as I was looking through all these 117 mentions. And yes, I did look them all up, and, and I'm still working through the last point, which you'll notice is blank. Um, but it's not because it's blank. Just wait. You're going to have to use the whole backside of the page for, for the last point uh, in the outline because you say, but there's nothing on the back. That's right, because you're going to write your own things, all right, as we go through because that point will give us a number of things. Those last two points are really going to focus on the need for it. But this one uh, really comes from basically an overview and, an, and, and looking at all these words. And uh, the, the basic idea we get is that righteousness is a choice, because he tells us that if you, uh, here's what a righteous person does. That's one of the things we're going to look at. And then here's what happens when you live righteously, because those are the two focuses in this, in this book. And in essence, there's never a time where God says, well, some people won't experience that and some people can't experience that. All of them are telling us, do this. Live this way or understand this is what'll happen if you'll make this choice. So quite frankly, we could probably look at most all of the verses and go through that. Well, we're not going to for point number two, but most all of them tell us the same thing, that this is something you can do. You can't do it in your own strength. We understand that. We can't accomplish this, and we can't walk a righteous life without God's help. That is is painfully clear in the rest of the Bible. But just like we would say someone can make the choice to live a holy life, though he needs God's help to do so, we would say the same about righteousness. You can make the choice to live righteously. Now, you know what? A lot of times people excuse their lack of righteousness by, well, they might say, well, I didn't have a choice in this situation. Have you ever seen a movie or a show where one of the main characters who seemed to be righteous did something really bad or wrong? Uh, and uh, maybe uh, at first you were shocked that they would do that because the character has always acted in this way, and then all of a sudden they act out of out of character, right? Or out of what you would expect them to do. And then you find out a little bit later, maybe it was a police officer who does something corrupt and they've been doing right every time, right on down the line. And then all of a sudden they do something corrupt and you find out that maybe their child was abducted and they've been threatened. And so here's what they'd say when they're questioned about it. In fact, maybe you even feel bad for them, you know, after you hear the story and you think, well, I would do that as a parent. But you know what they'll say? If they're questioned about it a little bit later, they'll say something like this, well, I didn't have a choice. Because of the circumstances, I didn't have a choice. And God wants us to know, and I think the the book of Proverbs is going to reveal this over and over, that if we're not righteous, it's because we choose not to be righteous. If, If a police officer makes a choice to do a wrong thing, it's because he made a choice to do a wrong thing it's not because he couldn't help it or because he couldn't do anything about it and and we really need to come to grips with that that truth and it's not just true about righteousness but it's true about all of life that that what we are and what we do is what we choose to do so if if someone's a drunk it's not because he was born with a propensity to drink it's because he's made the choice to live that way if someone is uh, if someone is controlled by some other vice it's not because they've uh, they didn't have a choice it's because they made that determination and so it is in the matter of righteousness and it's an important point that though basic and probably is something you would say oh, you didn't even need to say that one needs to be said and we always need to understand then that Everything in the book of Proverbs is attainable that's that's mentioned about the righteous man. All the blessings and all the responsibilities are attainable if you'll make the choice to do it. Now, we are not going to get through this point, but I want you to begin to see the conduct of righteousness. And we're just going to actually mention one thing, the conduct of righteousness, We'll mention the first point here, and to do so, uh, I had you in chapter 2 because I was going to share with you uh, the choice in chapter 2 and verse 20. Maybe I'll just say that. Thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of righteousness. Seems to indicate that, look, you can do this, and it's a choice that needs to be made. That's why I had you in chapter 2. But now I turn your attention to chapter 9 because I'd like to share very briefly this first this first point, and we're going to have to walk through these, not giving them all the attention we could. Quite honestly, some of these points could be a message in, message in themselves. And I would encourage you to do a study on righteous or righteousness in the book of, of Proverbs because it's valuable and it really is pretty powerful. And the first truth I'd like you to see in chapter 9 and verse 9 is, uh, well, someone read it for me and then I'll share with you what it is. Okay, so if you give instruction to a wise man or you teach a just man, what's going to happen? Okay, he's, he's going yeah, to grow stronger, all right? A righteous person, I put it this way, is ever learning. A righteous person is ever learning. Now, I understand that the Proverbs don't start till chapter 10. And chapter 9 isn't necessarily a proverb. I will make mention of a proverb in a moment. But this truth is really important. Righteous people never reach the point where they don't need spiritual growth. Righteous people always understand there are things to learn and there are areas in which they need to grow. And here's the truth that seems to be found in the book of Proverbs is that if you get to the place where you think, I don't need anymore and I've really basically got it all down, then you will cease to be righteous. Because righteous people are always willing and open and understanding that, look, if I've been saved, and and I find this, you know, I've been saved for a long time, been in church all my life, and yet I still hear preaching all the time where I learn new things, and I come to study a passage, and I study something like righteousness in the book of Proverbs, and I say, wow, I realize how much I don't know. And so we find in chapter 9 Uh, This truth about righteous people, that a righteous person is always learning. He always understands that there's more to be uh, gleaned. And uh, when you become content and when you think you arrived, quite honestly, you're vulnerable to digress from righteousness. In fact, the, the truth is, when you are unwilling to learn, you have strayed from righteousness yourself. Look if you want, all right, you want a proverb. Look at chapter 21 and verse 29. Verse 29 says, A wicked man hardeneth his face, but as for the upright, he directeth his way. And you say, what do you mean by that? Well, wicked people are hardened against dealing with something wrong in their path. In fact, wicked people grow more stubborn and adamant in their wrong. But righteous people are ever open to dealing with sin and wrong in their path. And they're quick to acknowledge when they've made a misstep and they're quick to make their path right again. That's what one writer said as he shared about the righteous one. He said, The righteous one ordereth his steps aright. And if at any time he errs from the right path, he doesn't add rebellion to his sin. He doesn't persist in his error, but he considers his ways, and he turns his feet to God's testimonies and gets back on the path that's right. And that seems to be the picture even back in chapter nine. So a righteous person is ever learning. Now, I know this. I know humanly, no one likes to be told they're wrong, and I don't like to be told I'm wrong. I don't like to hear it. I don't like someone to say, you're not doing something that's right, and boy, you did this, and it was wrong. I, humanly, we don't like to hear that. But, you know, righteous people hear those things, consider their ways, and do something about it. But wicked people insist they're doing nothing wrong or they've done nothing wrong. Um, in my, I'll tell you, in the, in the past year, we have, it just seems like we're seeing that all over. Wicked people doing wicked things, saying we're not doing anything wicked. and uh, and believing and are hardened in their way. Um, You know, we need to be people who are just willing to learn. One preacher said this. He said, the wickedest people I've ever talked to are not the out-and-out pagan sinners. He said, they are the people who have grown too good to ever be open to the conviction of sin by the Holy Spirit. The people who believe that on the whole, they're all right. The people who enjoy a good reputation, they live on the flattery of their neighbors and they think everything is okay. Um, And he describes the person who's stopped walking in righteousness when he describes that person. So... um, First challenge for us about the conduct of the righteous person is just be a learner. Be always open. Let let God's Holy Spirit convict and let um, godly people instruct you and teach you and say, yes, at times, okay, your foot needs stepping on and allow it to happen because... When you stop learning and when you stop being open to that is when you stop living the righteous life that God wants you to live. And that is the, the first of many challenges about the conduct of a righteous person. But I hope it will be something that will touch your heart and that you'll have just an openness, whether it's when you come to church or whether, whether it's, it's when you open your Bible in the morning and God's Spirit wants to speak to you about truth. Just be open to hear whatever God would say, or if it's a believer in church who comes to you about an issue. You know, you know, we shouldn't be people who say, oh, you're just wrong. Leave me alone. We should be people who listen and who hear and, and who look at our lives and are ever willing to learn and be open to the fact that maybe there's something more we need to know and do. And, do. and that's what a righteous person does. Be ever, ever learning, ever open whatever might be said about him so that he might be better pleasing to God um, good good lesson to be learned father thank you for your word and thank you